Hey friends, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. Today, we're going to talk about a prophet that God told to marry a prostitute. What's going on? Let's dive in. Once again, welcome back, friends, to the podcast. Over 200 days journeying through the Bible. Some of you have been following on the version. Others of you just following along. Not, I don't want to say just as in like, oh, you're lesser class, but some of you following along on the podcast. And we have been journeying through the Bible. And what a journey it's been. We've come a long ways. I just, I still remember... And I knew it was going to happen. I knew once you know we get later on in the year, it's going to be more and more difficult. It was going to be, you know, you're going to be thinking back of all the things that you've covered. And we've been, I mean, it seems like yesterday we were in Genesis talking about like Abraham and them. And now here we are towards the end or the middle end of the Old Testament. We're kind of bouncing around at this point because we're in a different timeline. We're reading through chronologically. And so we're trying to mesh two kingdoms with prophets to the north, prophets to the south. And so you're getting minor prophets, major prophets, first, second kings. You're getting all kinds of stuff thrown at you right now. I hope you're sticking with it, and I hope some of that is sticking in your mind. You're not going to get all of it. Someone's going to be difficult. Isaiah is just, Isaiah is difficult. But I hope that there are some parts of it that are sticking. I hope you're having a good summer. I'm having a great summer. Enjoying some time with the kids. Uh, Just... The, is I, I wrote about today and I put it on the blog and sent it out through the email, but um, we've been doing a lot of fishing and I wrote about some of those memories for this summer and um, and a little bit about my, my grandpa and that. And uh, I hope that you read that. hope it was a helpful helpful to you. Um, there's going to be times in this period of my life where I'm just going to write. Um, I think I'm going to just write about life and just events in life, moments in life. I'm really writing for myself, but if others want to read it, great. If not, there's an unsubscribe button. But in that, I always want to incorporate faith and how the scriptures can are kind of played out in just everyday life and moments and funny things that happen. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do that. We're get, about to get back into the school schedule. Things are going to slow down a little bit. I believe. Of course, I think I've been saying that for 41 years, but I do believe things are going to start to get back into a bit of a routine, and maybe we will hear on the podcast and the writing as well. All right. Well, um, I want to cover a little bit about Hosea today. I've been trying as we go on this journey. We've been dropping an anchor in different books of the Bible that we've been covering, and I don't think I've touched on Hosea yet since we got there, and so. I want to talk to you about Hosea because what a book Hosea is. It's interesting. Uh, The author, of course, is Hosea, written by a man named Hosea. He was a citizen of the northern kingdom, Israel. If you've been following on this podcast, you're a student of the podcast, you know the northern kingdom. There was a a break in the kingdom after Solomon's reign, His, his two sons, Rehoboam and then Jeroboam. And there was a split in the kingdom. Rehoboam made some bonehead decisions, not listening to wise men. Split the kingdom. And the northern kingdom, basically every king was bad. The southern kingdom had some good kings. Both would end up falling. But Hosea was written mainly to the northern kingdom to warn them. 
He was written, he says, during the time of Jeroboam the second. He was written during the time of Uzziah, which we saw Uzziah early on in Isaiah chapter 6 and, and so on there. Written during a time of, of King Jothan, King Ahaz, King Hezekiah. You'll hear a lot about. We've been reading about him some in Isaiah. And um, he wrote this most likely towards the end of his ministry, Hosea's ministry. He had some other prophets that prophesied during the time that he was, Jonah and Amos, which we've already talked about a little bit about them. But as I said, his his prophecy was heavily directed towards the ten tribes to the north, um, who were in this time were kind of under this impression that they could do life on their own, that they don't need God. But we know that without the help of God, we are going to fail and fail miserably. And the northern kingdom ended up failing miserably. They would not listen to the prophecy that was coming. God took a unique approach this time with Hosea's writing. I'll get to, he, he used an illustration. And in this illustration that we're going to get to, he was calling for a cry of repentance for the nation of Israel. But they refused. In this illustration, he was trying to show this theme that God is faithful. He's faithful to his covenant even when we aren't. Even when we fall away, God is still faithful to his covenant. One of the key verses is in chapter 2, verse 23, and it says, And I will sow her unto me in the earth, and I will have mercy upon her that had not obtained mercy. And I will say unto them which were not my people, Thou art my people, and they shall say, Thou art my God. That was the desire that God had to show mercy and to see them repent towards him. Now, Hosea's prophecy it was the final cry of repentance to the northern kingdom before the judgment was going to come down on them. And God used some romantic imagery to try to get their attention. And in the first three chapters, you would have noticed if you were reading down through this slowly, quite a wow moment, because in the first three chapters was the story of Hosea's love life. And then God spins that, and he's going to show his passion and his love for the people of Israel. And so God had Hosea marry a prostitute. And even though this prostitute was loved by her husband, she still chose to fall back to her evil ways of prostitution and will fall back to the world. And then God does something very interesting. He tells Hosea to chase after her. Not leave her, not divorce her, not any of that. And this is that's not an argument against that because there's a time for that, New Testament principles on that. But he told her to told Hosea to chase after his prostitute wife. And he wanted him to chase after her with an unwavering love. And Hosea did. Can you imagine what was going through Hosea's mind as, as God has given him this very difficult task first to marry this woman that would have marred his reputation and, and then after she's been unfaithful to chase after her. But he did. And I, I think he genuinely loved her. I think he wasn't just doing it out of obedience to God, but I think there was a genuine love in this man Hosea's heart. We don't know we don't talk a lot about Hosea. His story is somewhat awkward to talk about at times, but but he was a prophet of God that was obedient in a very difficult command. And sometimes God calls us to 
love unlovely people. To be kind to those that hurt us. I think a New Testament principle is about bless them that persecute you and do good to them which hate you. And we just studied in Romans chapter 12 about, about doing good to those that do evil to us and will heap coals of fire upon their head. And so sometimes, the, the, oftentimes, the Bible calls upon us to be kind to the unkind, to be lovely to the unlovely. And that's an illustration that God was doing here. He actually had Hosea go through with the marriage and then chase after her. But what God was trying to do was use Hosea as a living illustration of unconditional love. Because after chapter 3, God is going to spin this and he's going to tell Israel, you have been like this prostitute. You have been unfaithful to me, but I still love you. And he was calling for them to repent and to return to, to God, return to their first to the first love. But Israel, sadly, as they do many times as we study, they would not heed to the command. And one of the biggest character flaws that Israel as a nation had in general was their pride. Time and time again, we see the prophets talking about the pride of the Israelites. And that pride eventually led them to exile. And it led them to bondage to another nation because they refused to humble themselves and yield themselves to the, to the, to the love of God, the unconditional love of God. I think about the pride in our society today and many times the pride of my own heart and how pride destroys every time. It always leads to destruction. So God warned them through this prophet about some future exile. But then he even showed them how they should behave once they are in that exile because he knew it was coming. They were refusing. And he was showing them how to live even in that exile. And you know a good exercise to kind of help us as, as we search our hearts for pride is to, is to stop and an exercise to kind of protect us is to stop and, and get a journal and maybe write some things that we're thankful for and acknowledge God for giving those things to us and allowing us to have those and providing them in our lives so we don't become like Hosea, like not Hosea, but like the Israelites that Hosea was ministering to and lifted up with pride and ignoring God's unconditional love and so god said to hosea marry this prostitute i i am sure he thought what is going on in this moment but god wanted a living breathing illustration of his unconditional love for israel and you know what god still loves you that unconditional love that he loved israel with he loves us as with us as well with that love Tonight, I got to share that with some children I've been teaching at Vacation Bible School. My throat is sore even as I do this podcast right now because I've been, um, not yelling, but I've been, you know, you're trying to keep the crowd and you want to speak above them even with a microphone. And then I have the opportunity to teach the children. And tonight, I'm told that two children trusted Christ as their Savior. They heard about the, the unconditional love of Jesus Christ and they received Jesus as their Savior. So it's been a good night. It's been a busy summer. It's been, um, to be quite transparent, there was a point in this summer where I thought um, I was heading down another another long, uh, stress-filled trial. But 
thankfully, it looks like God has allowed that to work itself out. And it's just been, it's been busy, but it's been enjoyable spending time with the kids. And as I wrote about today, and I encourage you to check it out if you haven't checked your email or if you're not a part of the email list, go to bradmcclure.org. I think I haven't said it in a while. Make sure you subscribe. But I said there's something just peaceful about sitting there by the river or by a creek and just throwing a line in and relaxing and maybe whispering some prayers to God. It's been neat to see God answer prayer this summer in, in several ways in my own personal life that I don't want to talk about here on the podcast, but God has, has directed in that. And, and it all comes back to what we talked about with Hosea, God's unconditional love. Because I look at myself and I'm so unworthy. And I think I'm talking to some people through this radio, through the microphone, through your phone. That's unworthy as well. But God still loves us with an everlasting and unconditional love. And let's just pause today and thank him for that love. Hey, have a great week. Have a great um, end of the summer. Next Sunday, we'll be back with Romans chapter 14. Looking forward to that. It's going to be a good chapter. Some, a very interesting chapter, one that I encourage you, even after I teach it, go dig in for yourself because it's going to be a rich chapter. So looking forward to seeing you back on Sunday. Have a great week. If you have any questions, anything I can pray for, don't hesitate to reach out. Make sure you go to bradmcclure.org and sign up because I want to at least get back to writing about faith, family, and where those two intersect. Have a great week.